the Keystone Experience, the official podcast of Keystone Wild Outdoors. The Keystone Experience is brought to you by Creek Archery. If you shoot a bow, you've got to go to Creek Archery. Toyota of Greensburg, Pittsburgh's number one volume Toyota dealer. Welcome to the Keystone Experience. This week we got Denver and Chef Alex is back. He's going to kick us up some fried skunk with some turtle eggs and maybe some of them happy mushrooms. I don't know about that, but I'm pretty happy Alex brought some deer chili. Yeah, he did bring deer chili. I got dinner Sorry, for a Denver. couple nights. <laughs> and and you know what? That deer that was down here the other day on the corner ain't there no more, so that's what's in the chili. <laughs> ain't no different than going to Wendy's. Yeah, the chili at Wendy's. Are you is. accusing Wendy's of using deer chili? No, not deer chili. They <laughs> use the old burgers from the day before. Didn't we just hear a story tonight about some Chinese place? <laughs> we, did. we did. Alex, you missed that here. Doug was telling stories earlier. We better not reveal the story because I don't know how far that goes into the. Oh, yeah. We'll wait till we have Doug on to see if he wants to tell us any stories. Yeah. That's classified information. Yeah. We wanted to have uh, Denver and Alex on and get an update on their season because you guys were able to take some deer. Well, hey, we have a lot of guys on the team, and not everybody has been on. It ain't killed Crapola. <laughs> They're all fired. <laughs> so, we're going to talk a little bit more deer hunting. It's 20 degrees out right now. It's not quite time for spring. No turkeys yet. So, who wants to talk first? Alex, Denver? And no time for riding Harley because it's too cold. And mine's still broke. Was this when you broke it or? It's one of them things, Denver, you will learn when you start a project. It might seem like a simple project, mm-hmm. but simple projects quickly turn into big projects. Yeah. How, how, how did this particular big project start? I need to know. Then, well, it, then we got to go on a Sunday to a Harley dealer. For a 55 cent clip. <laughs> wow, was that loud? Drop my phone on there. Sound like the natives are getting restless. Somebody is. But just simply start. I needed to replace one bolt, and that one bolt was not in a good location. It did not come loose. So I had to tear a whole bunch of stuff off. Should have been a 20 minute job, is somehow stretched out to like a month now. I got to say, Matt, out of everybody I've met working on, whether it's Harley's, Bose, anything, you are an amazing tightener. So much so that even you can't get it off. You tighten it down like you're tightening an Amish wagon wheel. <laughs> I'd kick it straight off the Amish wagon wheel. Seriously, every down here. Hey, it's it's a quarter inch bolt. Okay, I need a six foot pipe. <laughs> Matt put it on. <laughs> on a serious note, down here at this bow shop, we can tell every single bow that Matt has worked on because he feels the need to tighten every single bolt down to a thousand PSI. And I'm the one who works for a torque company. And you know what you've also never had? You have never once had somebody come in here, the bow I worked on, they say, hey, this come loose. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm getting better at it. But but somehow it always seems to be the customer that comes back two months later and wants to try a new site or rest. Well, I can't help that. So I, That's on Chris and sales. So for, it's job security. Yeah. Because they keep coming back. 
how, yeah, the little project turned into a big project. You'll figure this out as you start working on stuff. Mm -hmm. But let's get back into deer. Well, we sure now ain't ordering another one of them mic stands. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like my new mic setup? That thing is annoying as shit. Yeah. Because you can keep hearing that thing. Yeah. I'm going to turn my headphones down. Hopefully that's not coming through. Everybody <laughs> listening, I'll try to get that out. But I got a new mic set up that so far Rob's not happy with. Looks like a transformer arm off the end of the table onto a piece of one by two. With a screw halfway through it, not even into the table. Uh, a, he didn't want to. And then he sounded like Woody Woodpecker because he bill of his hat hitting off of the pop filter. This is the fun stuff we get to do with this podcast. Yeah. Well, it's working. All right. Yes, it is not professionally. I'm ordering this mic stand right now. (laughs) It's not professionally set up, but it is rigged up and working as best we can. I can see half my computer screen. And I'm the audio guy, so that's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. But we're getting way off track, as usual. Way off track. Never. Yeah. I hear that. So, I think, Alex, you were in, was it rifle season for yours or archery? It was archery. Okay. We were in Ohio. Oh, that's right. How come when we were in Ohio, nobody told us nothing? I didn't know he killed one when we were in Ohio. Yeah, remember, he called me. Yeah, he called me. He called me that night we just got back to the lodge. The night you were leaving. Oh, well, that's why I didn't know, because. Next time I'll call you, Matt. It's okay. I, I apologize. For no, me. That's <laughs> I'm still a little upset that we went to Ohio with Chris and we're somehow the last two to find out that he shot that buck. Yeah, we were. That's the last time he's on this podcast. Uh, but you're right. I, you did call him, but it explains why I don't remember it because when we got back at night, I was rushing around packing my stuff up because I still had a three hour ride home mm-hmm. and it was already nine o'clock. So. Over at the property. Yep. You guys had a decent year over there, right? Yeah, could have been better, but yeah, we had a, we had a pretty decent year. <clears throat> so that would have been the first week of November. Yeah. And archery, doe, right? Yes. So what made a, we're holding out for a buck or just decide, okay, I've been out here long enough. She just kept walking back and forth in front of me. So I was, yeah. And, how I got the shot on and I did. I have no idea because she was in the wide open. I've never shot a deer with a bow and hit it like that. I I thought I smacked her in the shoulder because the arrow just stopped dead when it hit her. You can even hear me on camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, shit, I think it hit her in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but she ran, she ran off and I, I replayed the video. I replayed it, replayed it, and here I hit her behind the shoulder high. So I think I caught her in, in, the, in the actual vertebrae of the spine. Okay. And that's, you know, I I waited a little while, and I went and looked. And as soon as she turned to run through the creek, half the arrow broke off. It was laying there. And I was like, shit, I knew which way she went, so I followed her. I found one little tiny spot of blood. And I thought, you know what? I'm just backing out because it was going to be it was going to be cold that night. So yeah, 
was actually it was a, it was the second week of November because it was Friday the thirteenth mm-hmm. is when I went and got her. <clears throat> yeah, because that's why the main reason I called Rob. I said, you know, because I it looked on the video like the arrow only went in like two inches. Yeah, and just and, that yeah. stop. And I told Rob, I said, I mean, I looked, there's only one little tiny spot of blood. And he goes, he said, no, he said, go back over in the morning and look around just to make sure, which we, you know, we usually do that anyways. And I just, I walked the way she ran, went up, up the hill by halfway. I was looking around and I thought, you know what? I'm going to take the side by side up around the other side on the cornfield and, you know, see if I can see anything up there. I walked down the woods and I seen white and there she was laying there. Somehow that half an arrow had worked all the way down through her body and was actually poking out the bottom. I guess just from her running. Huh. I don't think I've ever heard of something yeah, like I, that. Sorry, I was ordering a mic stand off of Amazon. I, I, I never thought in many years that I would even find her, let alone that arrow that far down towards her. So when it started working down towards yeah. her belly. Yeah. It, yeah. What broadhead did you shoot her with? Slick trick, baby. <laughs> Slick trick <laughs> blows through them like butter. Now, obviously, you can take a hell of a hit. Yeah, which I can tell you that personally myself from that yeah. little button buck I shot the ground blind. That deer was a badass. That little button buck. What the took one, one up the nostril. <laughs> definitely didn't know what the hell hit. Sometimes it. your shots just don't work out the way they were intended to do. Mine didn't work out. Matt's didn't work out because he forgot he was in a blind and the blind got in the way. It did. And, and I, I hate it. hunting out of ground blinds. It wasn't the blind. It was the fact that I had a scope because I was using the crossbow. But apparently <clears throat> me and scopes, because we all know how good I am with my rifle, just don't get along. Like a marksman. Yeah. Oh, I'm a marksman. Okay. My deer just likes to hang out because he knows I'm not going to hit him. Now, when you took the, was this obviously it was toward the end of the night when you shot that doe? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was maybe, maybe a half hour before it got dark. You just pulled the old Kip Campbell. I think what I I think I rushed a shot because like you know I was getting her in the frame of the camera. That's and, your first one on camera, right? Yeah, and uh, she was a little, a little skittish. She was getting skittish looking at me, so. I, th- I think I rushed it. That's why I hit her with That's, it. She's probably skittish because Haley probably mad at her like <laughs> 74 times in one day. <laughs> uh, What's your take, Alex, on the meh? Uh, I'll do it once or twice. <laughs> 15 minutes straight. <laughs> like well, a wounded duck. Well, I do got to say, that's awful impressive. Because this, now did you film it all last year? I know you were. A little bit. I had Rob's camera here. So, really, this is your first full season filming. Filming, yeah. That's pretty impressive. To get something on camera your first year. Yeah. It was three years before I got something. Oh, I actually missed a giant buck over there because I was too worried about the camera. That will happen. It come blowing past me about eight feet in front of the stand. And I was too worried about trying to get the camera on it. I told Rob, I don't even know if that was one of our deer on the property because that thing was huge. Yeah. It was every bit as wide as this table. Not this way. 
<laughs> he had a 74 inch braid. He looked like a Yukon Moose. <laughs> Alex is over here thinking, I'm like, damn, that buck had a five foot, five foot wide rack. Well, that's when you looked out the table. Well, no, I looked across the table. I looked up and down the table. Come on. When he come through the woods, he, <laughs> he did. When he came through, he turned, turned his head to get through some of the spots. And then, of course, in Flintlock, the only nice buck I saw, first time all season, my Flintlock did not go off. Uh-oh. I know somebody you can talk 55 to. 55 yards that. away. I was in the tree stand. Stopped dead. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I pulled the trigger on it, pulled the trigger on that gun, it has gone off this year, except for that time. <laughs> Oh, isn't that the challenge of oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I give up on them things. I got enough hard enough time shooting at something when I know the gun's going to go off. No, if it did go off, was I going to hit it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, you're, at, that, at that point, you're just like slinging a ball at him. Yeah. Yeah, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, me and Alex take the sport of muzzleloader hunting to a new level. Because we don't shoot a deer that are like 10 yards away. We're shooting 200, 250 yards. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Oh, I, I took a shot of it though. She was she was ever bit at 250 yards. I put put it on the on her the white spot I saw and raised it about three foot and pulled the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably still hit 50 yards in front of her. <laughs> but now you guys will practice for that stuff. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. You know, you guys work at shooting your guns and taking shots like that. You don't just, ah, yep, that's 300. It's, let me wing it. No. Yeah, no. Um, no, you got to know your gun. Yeah, you. <laughs> and I'm, I put that out there that you guys do that because you know somebody will listen and go, them guys are taking 300-yard shots with a muzzle. Load. Yeah, I mean. That's I, irresponsible. I probably shoot more than anybody with yeah. my flintlock because I go to them rendezvous shoots and stuff like that and some of those targets they have set up for us are 400 yards you know i mean they didn't shoot that far back in the old days but you know you got a a mountain-sized rifle that's 28 inches all together then you got a long rifle which is almost six foot long those guns are intended to shoot three and four hundred yards you know you just got to you got to know your gun. Yeah. Well, I did say congratulations on that, Alex. One for the, the dough, but to catch it on camera. It, it, uh, I know Steve's probably shaking his head because I guarantee it's not very good footage. <laughs> hey, was the deer in frame yeah, when you a, shot? Yes, it was in frame. <clears throat> then that's good footage. <laughs> because I can tell you, Steve has gotten over the five years I've been on the show. He's gotten at least four texts. Killed a deer. Sorry, buddy, about the footage. And you, you got to have that kill shot. I mean, I have a footage, but I said it took me three years to get one on camera because I'd set the camera up and it'd take one or two steps and I wouldn't double check. I'd take my shot and then I'd go back to look at it and oh, what the hell? It's not in frame. Where'd the deer go? I get them running out of the frame, but that don't do us any good. So, and, uh, you know, as far as the buck goes, 
I mean, we've talked about it before. It's when you start filming, that's something you know is eventually gonna. If you're yeah. gonna take it serious, that's something that's eventually gonna happen. Yeah, you're gonna have to make a choice: either let him walk or don't film him. One or the other. Yeah. Well, last year, the that was the Saturday before I was going to be off, and I was going to have his camera, Rob's camera gear. I was sitting in the poison ivy stand, and I had one of our big eight points. 10 yards away from me. I could have shot it five times. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I got Rob's camera here next week. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just, I, you know. Gets a pass. The camera lets them all walk. Yep. <laughs> now, any, then nothing through <laughs> rifle? No, no. I'm, I don't, I'm not a big rifle hunter anyways. You so were. I, I only went out a couple times, rifle. How'd the missus do this year? Oh, yeah, she got one. She got her first deer rifle season. First ever? Yep, first ever. She got dope. Nice. Dropped it where it stood. <laughs> you see, I said, honey, that's just hit it in the shoulder. <laughs> she did. She was shooting out of a tree stand. She hit it high in the shoulder. When I gutted it, the heart fell out because she sheared the heart right off of it and it came out the other side down low. I have to ask her for some shooting tips. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to make that comment. I, I'm ahead of the game on that one. <laughs> Nobody's going to make fun of me. I got to make the comment first. Yeah, I got. I'm on top of that one. Well, you guys know women are better shooters than men, anyways. Yep. Especially when it comes to bow. Yeah. I don't know. When my wife shoots her bow, if she doesn't hit that little teeny tiny ten ring every single time, she's mad. She can't shoot. <laughs> uh, so if you can hit a pie plate at four yards, you're killing a deer. You don't. You don't have to hit the dime. Yeah, <laughs> but you can become obsessed with that very yeah. quickly, yeah. and and that's not a bad thing. But when you start letting it drive you crazy to where, like you said, you're getting upset. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get it on the pie plate and cover that. As a sheet, uh, she missed one of the nice eight points over there in archery because it was walking on the other side of the creek. 43 yards, it kept pacing back and forth. But there was too much pressure. She couldn't get a shot with her boat. She was mad. Well, said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at least she was smart about it and yeah, didn't try did, to force yeah, something. Take the shot, yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of uh, bows, Denver, you were also fortunate with yours this year. Yeah, been a lot of years in the making on this one. There's been definitely a lot of trial and error when it's come to this one right here. A, a tiny, tiny bit of redemption. From last year. It, it is. Uh, I can honestly say with this deer right here, there was definitely a lot of learning that went into it. And just from over the years, like making all these different mistakes, just learning so much and being able to correct them. I mean, this is probably the first deer I've shot at in a long time where everything's actually went right. Uh, I'm glad you said ended that with the word right. He's had a few few misses last year. Yeah, basically everything Just I a could, bit outside. <laughs> basically everything that could have went wrong last year did go wrong. I've uh, done everything from nicking saplings, misjudging yardage, all of the dumb mistakes that we should know from our first year of bow hunting. I made every single one of them. Uh, luckily, every single one, like you get that experience, you get a chance to really sit back and take a look and go, okay, what did I do wrong? And that's one place where the cameras have really helped. Uh, 
going back and being able to see, okay, what went wrong here? Instead of just like not knowing, you're able to go, oh, well, deer did this. That's what happened. Oh, okay, I did this. That's where I screwed up here. And it really does teach you a lot. So, so this year, I can't remember because it's been so long and my memory sucks. Yours was early archery, wasn't it? It was early. like first or second week of November. You weren't playing around this year. <laughs> no, I knew this year definitely needed to be the redemption year. You said first legal one that walks by me, I'm flinging another one. Mm-hmm. That's what I said because I knew I needed something this year. So we'd quit bugging you. <laughs> For now, anyway. We didn't harass him that much, did we, Rob? <laughs> well, we know if you're ever going to miss a deer, don't come down here looking for sympathy because you're not going to find it here. Nope. Nope. Don't even say anything. Did you see anything? Nope. 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 <laughs> Honestly, and I can tell you this. If I wouldn't have got my buck and rifle, we wouldn't have <laughs> not it. one end would have known I ever shot at that deer. Colton would have told us. I would have known. <laughs> nope. I was at camp. Nobody was around. If I wouldn't have recovered my buck, nah, Jedediah shot it. There's no way I was coming back here going, guys, I did it again. We're best buds. I'd have known. I took three more shots and still didn't get a deer. So at least my misses, I still got the deer. I'm still getting laughed at, but that's okay. I laugh at myself because I can't shoot. But a little bit of redemption for you this year. because Look we- at the size of that trash panda. <laughs> what are you looking at over there? My shell cam just went off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you're supposed to be focused here. I am. I'm looking at my shell cam. It's providing me with well, valuable you, information on where to put traps on Saturday. Well, when you said, Saturday. look at the size of this trash pan, I'm thinking, what the hell is he watching on TikTok? Because <laughs> 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 you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ford Ranger. <laughs> That's a catchy tune. I can't say it. I can't do the whole thing, but if you've been on TikTok, you know the Ford Ranger song. And it's catchy. Mm-hmm. Almost makes you want to go buy a Ford Ranger. I had one. Blew it up. Dropped the transmission out of it. So how how did this uh how did this hunt go down there, Denver? Uh so this year I spent a lot of time moving around. Uh basically impatient. Yeah. Uh, over the last few years, uh, I started filming my hunts maybe two, three years ago. That's when this really started to take off for us. I got into it. Another big track. <laughs> That's a two dollar bill right there. Rob, we'll spend, we'll spend, he's in the middle of a story. We'll spend fifteen dollars a guest. You want to check his traps though? You can't invite him on as a guest and then when and say hey. Tell me about your story. And then continuously interrupt it. This is actually your fault right here because you really thought he was going to listen to me. He doesn't listen to me when I'm not on the podcast. You really thought he was going to listen to me now? He dates my daughter. What the hell am I going to listen to him for? <laughs> First time I ever walked into his house, he walked right past me. Didn't even say hi. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. I won't look at no more trash panda photos. <laughs> I'm lying. Where were we? Oh, yeah. You, you're moving around. You moved around yeah. a little bit. There's yeah. a trash band in a daylight. <laughs> Look at that one. Nice. Well, fat boy. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Don't, don't say fat boy. He's going to want to talk about Harley's next. So, ever since I've started filming, I came to the realization really quick that 
this stuff is very uh, not lightweight whatsoever. Uh, I found out that this stuff, the weight adds on very quickly. And anybody that's filmed knows exactly what I'm talking about. This stuff gets very heavy very quickly because you're carrying cameras, monitors, tree arms. It all just adds up. So this year, I really tried to do everything I could to just make my setup as mobile as I could. I switched a bunch of things out, new camera gear. And I decided I'm going to start moving around a little bit this year because there's been so many patches of woods that I have always said I'm going to go into, but I never have. <laughs> I give that about a six out of ten. I hold back. <laughs> <laughs> so this year I'm moving around public land, private land, doing about everything I can. And all of a sudden, I know just about every year there's this top corner of this property that I've hunted on. I know that there's big buck up there. I've seen them up there, and I've never truly had the opportunity to really get up there just because the walk is so far and carrying all that gear with all those clothes on, it becomes a very big task. But this year after I was able to slim down my setup and everything, I decided, okay, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to spend a few mornings there. So every now and again, whenever I'd get time off work, I'd go ahead and head up there. I'd set up in my tree and I would just watch this entire flat had acorns, everything. I'm thinking, okay, it's a good spot. And I know there's a cornfield not too far off to uh, my side, about 50 yards or so. So I get up in this tree, I'm looking around, nothing, nothing, nothing. And of course, just like every good hunter, I start to pull my phone out and I start to start scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and everything. And all of a sudden, I look down to my right, about 20 yards under me, I've got this buck walking through. I'm thinking, okay, he's a nice buck. So I put my phone away, start looking around. I go, okay, he's by himself. Turn the camera on, get it on, get it on him. And I filmed this buck, no joke. He's under me for about 15 minutes, just kind of moseying around, no clear shot. And then finally he starts to take a loop around the backside of the tree. And I decide, okay, he's been in front of me long enough. He's a nice, nice size buck. I'm going to go for him. He finally makes his way through the trees about 20 yards away. Um, get the camera set up on one side of the tree. And then I swing over the other side and I just wait for my opening and was able to get it done. Knocked him down. Knocked him down on the first shot. First shot. Uh, why, why did you knock him down right on the first shot? Caught him with the spine on the first one. I misjudged that yard. Bad shot. A little bit. <laughs> But on the second shot, I was able to get him down. Second shot? With a bow. Make every shot count. Two shots. That's why they put it out a crossbow with two shots. Two shots with a bow. That's exactly it. If I would have had that crossbow, it would have been, been, been done in no time. I honestly thought that was a joke at first. I thought that was something somebody photoshopped. But then I saw photoshopped pictures of this double <laughs> shot crossbow holding four bolts. And I'm thinking, okay, this thing must be real now. No, I actually seen a video of a guy shooting that thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Horribly loud. Oh, I mean, crossbows. For Sounds like my 50 caliber flintlock going off. For the most part, crossbows aren't exactly Just flying. missing that little part at the beginning. <laughs> so, I actually was just joking. I didn't realize that you took two shots that there. Yeah, I actually did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you spined him. I did. Which happens. I mean... That deer could have ducked a little bit, you know. Yeah, looking back at the footage, he did duck. No, I'm not using this as an excuse. I will show you the footage, but he actually did duck into a little bit. And 
I know we always talk about down at the shop right here saying like you always want to aim where you want that arrow to come out on the other side. Mm -hmm. I did not do that. I went up just a little bit. One, because I overjudged the yardage just a little bit. But two, I figured I would rather shoot on this deer a touch high than shoot right underneath him because I know if I miss this deer and anybody (laughs) finds out about it. Because you missed two last year. Oh, yeah. Those deer last year, I was ready to throw the bow out of the tree. I was so frustrated. Missed two last year. You come back in first, second week archery this year with a miss under your belt. That You're going to need been, to find a new job. That, that would have been I've home. never missed a deer with a buck. This is the first year in four years I didn't get a buck. Camera's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bad mojo from the camera. It's nobody, they're not kidding. There is a bad juju whenever you got that camera in your first couple of years. There is. That's all. Film your hunts. Film your hunts, they said. It'll be fun. (laughs) It's a cheap and fun way to share your hunt notes, Don. Man, we got all sorts of pinging and ponging going around. Yeah. Every time we move. Yeah. We're going to have to get a new mic set up. We just need us. I apologize. I don't know. Mine's not making no noise. That's because you got the good one. We know who's in charge here. It's got (laughs) a good good mic stand. I just ordered another one until I got interrupted with the trash pandas. Now, Denver, and if anybody wants to know what a trash panda is, it's a raccoon. Okay, I'm not like insulting anybody. I mean, I don't know if a raccoon would like you calling them a trash panda. Well, it's better than what I normally call them. I've heard trash bandit, but I've never heard trash panda. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. Now, do you take a rangefinder with you, Denver? Uh, a lot of times I do. Uh, do I just- you not? the rangefinder? Obviously not. No, it's not a lot, no. Well, uh, this is actually why I'm afraid to use it sometimes because last year, and this was one of those deers which I was very graciously reminded of the rest <coughs> by all these fine men down here at Creek Archery, but I made this mistake last year is whenever you range find a deer, you need to be absolutely sure of what you're range finding. Uh, this deer I had last year, he was at 40 yards. Range I don't <laughs> Don't ask don't, don't, I don't know how I made this mistake to this day, but this deer was at 40 yards. Go ahead and range find him. Yep. All of a sudden, this deer disappears behind this big clump of trees. I can't see this deer for anything. But my camera was far enough to the side, so it could see around it, but I couldn't. And what my camera showed me after this hunt was that deer actually came forward by about 5 or 10 yards and then poked out again. So I had... 40 yards still in my mind. I put that 40 yard pin on it, let it rip. And then next thing I know, I've got a Luminoc going right over this deer's back. Not a clue <coughs> what's going on. So ever since then, like I'll use my rangefinder when I get into my spot first thing in the morning. But a lot of times after that, I'll range it with my head because I know most times I'm able to give you a ballpark answer where I've shot three D's with you, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I've shot three D's with him too, and I come home a couple arrows light. Listen, that wasn't supposed to happen. It was funny, but it wasn't supposed to happen. Maybe when he went with you, he had a bad day because the day I went with him, his yardage was on point because I come home a couple arrows lighter. Well, he knows if he hits the 10 ring and I'm there, we're. But here's the we're playing the knock game. Here's the problem we have. Whenever I go with Rob, it's not just a straight shot from the peg to the target. As soon as Rob sees the target and it's through the trees, <coughs> he's shooting. 
And then, of course, I can't just let him show me up, so I've got to keep up with him. Sometimes it works. How come none of you shot the barrel? That was your own science experiment right there. We wanted to see what the durability of a black eagle carnivore was. Yep. We learned very quickly. If you shoot it with a bow, that arrow will stay perfectly intact. Just the fletchings will pop off. Yep. Through it'll, a barrel. It'll blow straight through a plastic drum. Yep. Oh, okay. I was thinking, you said barrel. I was thinking of metal. You work for an oil company. I'll try to shoot the metal one. Well, that's why I was like, wow, really? You got some overshot, don't you? I would get I could two of them over at Alex's house, but you probably should wait till we empty them. <laughs> that's how you know you hit it. Once the oil starts coming out, that's how you know you hit we'll, it. We'll just roll one down by the burn pit and out <laughs> back and start a fire and then we'll just shoot it. I don't think a carnivore will survive that. Only one way to find out. Yeah, we're gonna have to try it. There's nothing we're it'll be one of it. our product reviews on the YouTube channel. It could be. Probably shouldn't ask for a sponsor after that. <laughs> this arrow, if it'll go through this barrel, it'll go through any trash panda that you could possibly <laughs> throw it at. So, you took two shots. Yes. I'm assuming it didn't go far. No, it dropped right there. Yeah. Makes tracking easy. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And then you were tagged out. I was tagged out for the year. Or all at least for a buck. No does? No does this year. I just haven't. Really had much of an opportunity yet this year. Uh, like I said, most of my season was just messing around with new equipment, trying new things. You're, did you saddle hunt this year? I know I saw you. Yeah. Did, you or Walt that have it? I got, well, Walt has mine right now, but it is mine. That's one thing I tried this year for the first time. And it's a lot different. How in the hell you get a horse saddle up in the tree? <laughs> I just thought I should have saw that comment coming. I don't know. Rob Graff, you need to call me. I need to know how you get a horse saddle up in a tree. <laughs> I don't even quite understand why. Looks like a pampers tree stand to me. <laughs> you got a camouflage diaper on your ass and you're hanging off the side of a tree. It's the same thing as a lineman's harness. It's the same thing. It is the same concept. Yeah, but I don't want to hunt for my lineman's harness. Yeah, yeah, it's like I, a hammock. I'm telling you. I don't want to look at the tree. It's weird whenever you first look at it. Uh, it don't matter because our fat asses ain't getting in one of them things. No. <laughs> I'm old and I'm fat. I'm not getting in one. Hell, I have hard enough time getting in a ladder stand. <laughs> so what made you want to – I'm just curious now because I know nothing of harness hunting other than you will never catch me trying it. No. No, it was something completely new that I decided to try this year. I did a lot of research on it. Um I noticed that multiple uh, names in the hunting industry have been trying it. And I'm thinking, okay, how efficient could this be? Because the first time I saw this, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. You're facing towards the tree. You're sitting in a mesh seat, just hanging by the tree. But I wonder, I go, what's the point of this? Like, if I wanted to do this, I'd get one of my buddies that's an electrician lineman and just steal his harness and hang from a tree. I wanted to die. I could come up with a better way than doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the whole point Here of this. lies Denver. <laughs> Tried to hunt with a camo diaper on. (laughs) (laughs) So the way this works is it's basically, it's not meant to replace your tree stand, but it's to give you another uh, way to get up into your tree. Um, Instead of like carrying like climbers and hang-ons like we're all used to. Basically what you have is you have your climbing method, which is usually climbing sticks, which most hunters already have. 
You've got your platform, which all you need is something that's big enough for your feet. And then you I would not call that a platform. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see this thing, Alex? I mean, what I use is I not use one of my of boots would fit on. <laughs> yeah. I use the old seat from an old lone wolf hand climber. You probably remember those just because I refuse to pay $200. Oh, he says old and remember the same sentence to you. I know he's going to be like catching your me. Sino. He's going to be catching me in the parking lot later. <laughs> going to throw hands. <laughs> but yeah, that's all it is. And this whole setup, by the time you're done, it's about five pounds. And that's what made me want to try it because I just got tired of carrying like 50, Look, 70 pounds. If my pounds. life depends on it, <laughs> I don't give a shit if it weighs 150 pounds. I'm carrying it into the woods and putting it up. I'm not sitting up there in a diaper with a couple of straps holding me to a tree. Coming from the guy happen. that will go in a thousand foot tower. Hey, that's my job. I get paid to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I get hazard pay when I climb these tires. So it's all, it's all good. How do you shoot from this thing? From a power tire? You don't. <laughs> I'm on the job. I ain't allowed to have it stuff with me. Uh, so the way you shoot from this thing, it's not very different than uh, a tree stand, other than the fact that, like Ross said earlier, is you're facing the tree. Uh, that's like one push off of it, like Peter Pan. Another <laughs> more TikTok sounds. Here we go. So you shoot out of it just like you would a regular tree stand, except you're facing the tree. So of course you just got to rotate your body. Or in this case where I had this buck this year, all I had to do was lean to the side of the tree, which actually benefited me because I had the tree in between me and the deer. So you shot your buck with this thing on? Yes. Huh. Uh, and all sorts of things I didn't know about this hunt. Uh, this is this was why honestly, we have him on, so this, I can learn stuff. This was honestly one of the most interesting hunts I've ever had. Because, and you filmed it. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you paused there. I was like, this is on film. Yeah, it's on film. I showed you guys the film. Don't you remember? No, I told you my memory sucks. (laughs) He bumped his head last summer. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. uh, Where were we? Shot the deer out of it? Yeah, because I honestly, I didn't know that. Yeah, what happened was the deer was, if I'm facing the tree, the deer was about in the 11 o'clock direction. And I have my camera right here on my right side. So I have my camera focused on the deer. And then all you do is you lean around the tree. And I'm able to draw the bow back and shoot at this deer. Now, I know it seems strange, but you're actually keeping your body in perfect alignment when you do it. Because you don't really sit in this thing. You have the option. You can either sit in it. You can lean in it. It's however you want to set it up, which is okay because I only lean whenever I'm hunting anyway. I never was a big fan of sitting. I always want to be standing, especially during archery season, because I want to be ready to take that shot. Hmm. You look as confused as me, Rob. It, it, it was a concept. Yeah, because it goes against all everything we were taught as shooting a bow. Mm-hmm. That you're supposed to be square with your target. Yeah. And you're not square with your target. Well, your the, hips are facing the tree. Your torso is facing the tree. And well, that, you got to draw back. Well, that's actually where uh, this all comes into place because... Across your you got to be like Gumby. <laughs> so anyway, the way this works is whenever you do have your deer, you will rotate your hips. You can still completely rotate your hips in whichever way you need to, because of course we're all used to shooting. If you're a right-handed shooter, your hips are going to face to the right compared to your target. 
So whichever way your target is facing, you can simply lean your hips. And I can see Matt's trying that right now. I'll grab another beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> While you're at it. Continue. But yeah, it's one of those things which it goes against everything that you're taught, like Rob said. And it took me quite a bit of research to realize how this works. But for the type of hunting that I wanted to do this year for like mobile hunting, it works out really well. Now, it's never going to replace your $300 Millennium tree stand that you've got up there that's as comfortable as a recliner up in the tree. But it's something where if you find a spot and you want to try it out, you can try it. No problem have a lightweight setup you can take in, move around, do whatever you've got to do. And it's set up ready to go. And it's the same every single time. I learned a lesson about saddle hunting. Mm -hmm. And I gave it to Walt this weekend. He tried it this Saturday and he said it will, he thought the same thing. Like whenever you first look at all this stuff and you guys saw us playing with it here at the shop, when you first look at it, it looks confusing as hell. No, because it just looks unsafe as hell. It yeah. is, but it, well, no, it's not unsafe, but it looks like it because it's going against everything you're taught, like you said. Whenever you're in your tree stand, I mean, a lot of them have chains, straps, you have all this. Now you're hanging from one piece of rope. I mean, the rope can hold up to how many thousands of pounds, but still, we're used to being in our harness where you're moving freely. You're not used to hanging by that rope. So it is kind of like me being in a power tower. I don't know. Because I'm just hanging by my harness. Mm -hmm. But I'm standing on a platform that's about as big as my boot. Hey, I guess. You're as nuts as he is. <clears throat> I get paid to be nuts. Well, I'm sure you could tell me whenever you're doing that, you have to trust your equipment. And that's one thing oh, that you, you have to learn. When I'm eight or 900 feet off the ground, you're damn right I trust my equipment. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer. If you read your harness, even your hunting harnesses, it's ours in my industry is three. Hunting is I believe hunting five. is five. Because if you read, there's a tag on there that tells you to replace it in five years. Yep, mine's done. This was the last year for it. I think I got one more year out of mine. And that's important to check for sure. Yes, yes, because I hate to look, open up Facebook or the Sunday paper. And see some guy fell out of his tree because he didn't have a harness on. Check that strap on it too. You can buy a cheap harness, you know. Well, they come with most stands. A cheap harness can save your life. That's all I'm using is a thirty dollar muddy harness. That's all you need. Yeah. I think they come with the old tree stand if you buy a new stand. They're yeah. Not the I mean, they're not the good ones. Great harnesses, but it'll keep I mean, your ass from hitting the ground. Yeah. What I mean by not good is they're a little bit more complicated to put on. Yeah. They can get tangled easier. Right. You know, like the hunter safety system or uh, the muddy harnesses are really, you know, if you get it tangled, you give it a shake. Yeah. I mean, I use, I use an X-Stand harness because of how small it is. The straps and everything, it's not real wide. And I don't know. I love the things. But put one on, you know, simple. You want to do it again tomorrow? Put a harness on because it all takes us a second. Yep. And I know. That you guys are just like me when things are getting boring, everybody falls asleep. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what kind of stand you're in, you can roll out of it or lean forward. I mean, I caught myself leaning forward and almost falling out of stand. Yep. Although I did watch Chris 
sleep for eight and a half hours in a tree stand next to me in Brushy Fork, and leaning not, forward and did not fall. How? It, it, it's because he had his jacket. Then he snored. On. Then he brought every snack imaginable that Sam's Club has. <laughs> and he ate when he wasn't sleeping. The noisiest cameraman I ever had in my life. I snore sound like a motorcycle. <laughs> I like had to look behind me a couple of times and make sure there wasn't somebody on a quad zipping through the field. Because he'd start and it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've gotten through your deer seasons. Uh, Denver, you're done till spring turkey. Yes. Uh, but Alex, you're getting ready for putting some traps out. Yeah. Traps. We're going to trap and we got the. The last month of uh, goose season. If these geese get off the frozen ponds and start hitting the field, we're going to bust a bunch of them up. Yep. You guys started that with the uh, blinds last weekend. Yeah, we still didn't get them out yet. Sir. <laughs> so your project's going as well as mine. Don't, don't, don't go out when we put the traps out. Yeah. Now, now, I know you've been trapping. Have you just started trapping, Alex? I trapped with Rob last year. Yeah, that was your first. Was my, yeah. He was on Trash Panda Patrol. Yeah. He did good, too. Yeah. I let you put him on Skunk Patrol. No. No. No, we did not get to catch the skunk with Alex. I got the skunk that morning. I went by myself. I kept telling Alex if he was there by himself checking traps, he was on his own. Don't call me. <laughs> you figure it out. Because I had to figure it out when I was 12 and caught my first skunk. But for some reason at our property, all the cameras we have out, I've gotten one picture of probably a $30 skunk. Are you allowed to shoot at the skunk? I mean, is that something? Yeah, there's a skunk hunting season. But it's not, you can't catch it in the trap. Oh, yeah, you're allowed. Yeah. Yeah, you can hunt skunks all year round, just like you can coyotes. I mean, a nice skunk that has a solid white back. You're looking at 30, 40 bucks, you know, people don't want those black and white skunks with the stripes and everything anymore. They want, you know, a solid white back. That's the ones that are worth money. So but you, the whole trapping yeah. industry is horrible right now. I mean, you know, when I was trapping, when I was 12, I bought my first gun when I was 13 years old from trapping money. 13 years old, I got $1,000 in my pocket from trapping. You know, now I spend $1,000 in gas and make 50 bucks. But it's something you do because, I mean, I've been doing it for so long, I can't stop. I said I wasn't setting a trap this year. And I, look, I told you that was BS yeah, when I'm, you said it. I'm going out and setting traps. <clears throat> now, what did you learn last year, Alex? Anything interesting? Any stories from How about the coyotes? Uh, Mr. Three Toes. Mr. Three Toes. Yeah, we were so excited when we pulled up in the side-by-side. We had a coyote in there. Neither one of us bought four guns out of rollsters. <laughs> we had him by one toe, and he jerked and took off. Yep. Well, it was a nice coyote, too. It was yeah. like a blonde-colored coyote. Yeah. Now, what are you... Uh, what are you going to be putting out for coyotes in them traps this year? Well, since Deer Pete Dave didn't show up, 
I'm going to have to go get some off a dentist, but I'm going to use some apparition scent K911 and a little bit of uh, Hell's Fire for a call war. A K911 looks like it's been working pretty good. It's on fire. Dennis banged his first one yesterday morning. He had a second one come in this morning and hit the trap, but stepped over it, didn't step into it. But that's the whole the whole fun of being a trapper, you know. You try to make that animal come to a little three-eighths inch plate and step right in the center of it. You know, when you can start doing that consistently, then you can call yourself a trapper. But Alex, Alex did good last year. He called me every morning. I got another raccoon. Got another raccoon. I got five today. That's, we we have way too many raccoons over there. We still got way too many. That's why I keep looking at my phone because it keeps blinking. There's more trash pandas. <laughs> Guaranteed. Well, that's because you guys keep putting food out. Well, they tore my deer feeder all up last year. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put a new uh, solar panel and wires and everything else on it. These man. coons look like Barnum Bailey Circus. Uh, like that. I got them on what are them people called? The trapeze yeah. artists? Yeah. I got they were on, like swinging from wires. I got them on camera with feet on the tree, feet like <laughs> spread eagle on, on, the, tra- on the, the feeder of the tree. It's funny. Really. Well, something, something else I got to fix and put out this weekend. Yeah, it's time to start thinking about. Getting some feed back out. Yeah, we got to start putting feed out. <clears throat> start prepping food plots. A whole bunch of crap to do it again next year. Yep. Yeah. Season never ends. That's why we love it. Just move from one thing to the other. And yeah. a small game still until the end of it. We got another, what, three? Four weeks. Uh, see, I, I don't really pay much attention to small game. Uh, I'll probably get into it a little bit more next year when Tanner's a little bit more reliable behind the gun. Does good with his bow. Dude, I saw him on Christmas with a Nerf gun. I think he's just fine. <sighs> I almost lost my eye to the Nerf gun last week. He got beat. I beat him. Uh, Rob went Vietnam on him. I almost lost an eye. Well, Little bugger shot me like an inch below. Hey, about ten feet. Safety glasses, bro. We don't need that. Well, they got they got masks. I make sure they have masks, but I did not and almost paid it. But I'll get into more small game, I think, next year. That's what I told Rob. I said we need we need all of us to go over there and start shooting squirrels. Yeah. My God, the squirrels over there. Yeah, like what was it last week or the week before? The Pennsylvania Game Commission had that national squirrel appreciate. I don't appreciate no squirrel. (laughs) They should all be shot. Wherever they came from, they need to go back. Whoever brought them over on the boat, take them back to where you got them from. Hard to believe something that only weighs a couple pounds can sound like a 200-pound deer. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well. You got any other questions or comments you want to ask Denver and Alex here? No, I think we pretty much covered everything. Got an update for their season. Two more KWO on the board. Got to work on our setup here. Yeah. Get rid of that T-Rex transformer arm. 
easy. Come on. I got to go home and edit this. Still. <laughs> Denver's over here making more work for me. But it, uh, it's getting to be that time of the show, Rob. You, we got time to bills. pay bills. We got some bills to pay. Time to pay bills. Hey, Crick Archery, all your archery needs, stop down. We don't have it. We'll get it for you. Find your passion and hunt it down at Crick Archery. Toyota Greensburg. Got Brian Moore, Ryan Halderman. And this week, I'm going to say it right. No, you're not. Rudy Police. It's actually Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them boys that we sent you up there. The guys from the Keystone Experience, they'll hook you up at one of them 75-year pickup trucks. You can run forever, like 80 million miles. And Toyotas don't die. Who else we got? We got Dick. Dear Pete Dave, I'm not real happy with him. Wow. Might have to go home and grind up like, I don't know, some mice or something to make bait. But Dear Pete Dave, apparition scent, 100% lethal. Check out every one of the line of scent we have. We're getting into the predator scent this year. Bait. You know, maybe next year there might be some more trapping supplies on the road. Who knows? We'll see what he comes up with. So, appreciate y'all listening. And Alex and Denver, thanks for being on. Maybe next time we can have Alex share some of them skunk recipes or something. I'm going to go home and try some of that deer chili. <laughs> hey, is he nice enough to bring it to for me? I can put it in the microwave. Yep, it's still warm. I don't know about still you'll, warm. It's been up here an hour yeah, now, and it's about 30 degrees. You'll be drinking it on the way home like coffee. <laughs> Cold coffee. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get some more bills paid so we can get the heat turned on. Up yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. We will be looking for sponsors here pretty soon. So any heating company <laughs> hook us up with a furnace. But that's gonna wrap it up for this week. And like Rob said, thank you to Denver and Alex. We've got a couple more guests lined up. We got boys from Blue Line Bow Hunters. They'll be coming at you here couple weeks. Who else we got lined up, Rob? The Pennsylvania Game Commission. Yeah, so when when do we have Doug and them? Doug's February 5th. Is when we're doing that. Yep. So we're going to put a post out on the, uh, the Keystone Experience Facebook page. That's probably a dangerous post to put out, but if you have any questions that you want us to ask a couple of game wardens. Look, I'm going to tell you guys right now, if any posts are on our page that are ignorant towards the game wardens, they will be deleted and I will block you. These guys got a job to do. They do what they do. And every one of these guys, we're friends with them and they take pride in their job. And they don't get to make the law. No, they got to enforce the laws. So if you, you put anything derogatory towards them guys on our Facebook pages or any of our pages, I'm warning you now, Matt's not going to do it. I will. I will delete you, block you. And like I said before, I ain't, you know, I ain't in this to make friends. I'm here to have fun, keep it cool, and don't be derogatory towards those guys. And then we got the U.S. Marshals will be on from the Blue Knights. They'll be on sometime in February, yep. and then we'll be getting rolling into 
turkey season and food plot season. Yes, sir. So we've got some things coming up here. And uh, just stay tuned to the Keystone Experience Facebook page, Instagram. Rob's got the TikTok rolling. Yep. Although we still got to figure out why we can't respond to messages. Yeah. If anybody knows anything about it, it says it won't let me link my phone number to that page because it's already used on another account. So I don't know. Yep. But we got all the social media, so hit us up on there. Don't forget to head over to the Keystone Wild Outdoors TV page. Give them a like. We've got some big things coming this year. We've had several members on from the show this year. So we've got some good hunts that we're going to be excited to share with you. Hopefully come September, we'll be pumping the shows out. Yep. Got things lined up and rolling. So thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys next week on the Keystone Experience.